We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So this last entire week, we've seen Patrick Mahomes praised, and I mean absolutely praised for his brilliance and his maturity, for really how low his numbers were statistically against the Ravens and taking what the defense gave. So that got us thinking this weekend when the media gives perhaps over-the-top praise to Mahomes for not doing anything special or simply just doing his job. Is that a double standard when thinking about how they treat other quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, or or is there a hard truth in there for the Ravens to learn from? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Monday, February 5th. This is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So, I know this isn't exactly what everybody wants to hear, but seven Ravens did compete in this weekend's Pro Bowl festivities down in Orlando, Florida. Ray Lewis served as one of the honorary coaches, and you would have thought it was the Super Bowl based on how much his competitive juices were flowing. Yeah, plus, Greg Roman's return to the NFL, NFL appears to be eminent as John Harbaugh loses another member of his own staff and Mike McDonald officially signs off from Baltimore. We've got all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. Welcome to Offseason. Here we are. The double standard topic is what we're going to begin with first, as you heard teased there in the intro. You found this partner. It's going to be one of those exercises where, just like everybody else out there that's watching this for the first time, same for me. So I throw the baton to you. Yeah, so not not much to set up more than what we said in the intro. So this is a pro football talk. This was their reaction. It was very close to after the, the game, and I just kind of stumbled upon it as I'm, like, doing laundry and whatnot, you know, and listening to them. And um, they praised Mahomes. And then there was part of me that was like, how are you praising him for this? And yet there was another part of me that was like, ooh, but wait, there's truth in this. So take a listen, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Folks, you learn what it takes to have at least one more point than the other team in a single elimination game. I don't have to throw, I don't have to keep throwing across my body. I don't have to keep doing all this stuff that has an element of risk to it when the defense is playing the way it is. That's brilliant. Yes. It's not about him. It's not about stats. No. It's not about highlights. It's not about his ego. It's about one thing and one thing only winning the game and advancing to the next level. I'll do whatever I, what it, 
takes to get there, even if I don't have to do much of anything. That's right. If he, that's the right play, that's what I'll do. That's right. He learned. Hey, it's okay. I saw Brady go to the Super Bowl and let his defense win an AFC Championship game a few times. Why can't my defense do that? Nobody remembers, really. They just go, damn, you won the championship. You're on another Super Bowl. And then you go from there. Nobody gives a damn when it really gets all said and done. And kudos to him for checking his ego at the door anyways. That's what's amazing about the guy. Like you're saying, it's not, it's not about him. He just wants to win the damn game. And he tells you, hey, I learned during the year, damn, I, I want to do some things and make my magic. But, man, we're good enough where I can just go, whoa, defense. Let me just be a little conservative. If I got to throw it away or take it a sack, okay, I'll do that. We're going to win the game. They're, that's mature. That's that's maturity of the football team, all the situations they've been in. It's it's incredible that way. All right, Bobby. So here are the stats from Patrick Mahomes against the Ravens. We kind of know it. Um, he was 30 of 39, put up 241 yards, one touchdown, no interception. So nothing hugely special there. And then for rushing, he attempted six times for 15 yards. Okay, so we didn't hit the 300 mark. In, to in terms of total yards, he had one touchdown, but no interception. So when you hear the media saying, oh, he's brilliant. Oh, he's mature. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like uh, you don't hear that too often from other quarterbacks? So do you feel like there's a double standard there? I think there definitely is. And I think he's earned it. I think you're always going to have a double standard in these types of situations when it comes to professional sports and the way that we, the media, or we we in content portray certain things or, or look at certain things or, or, or push storylines. And to me, as a, as a two-time Super Bowl champion, he's about to play in the game, as we know, for the fourth time in five years, six straight AFC titles and everything else in between. Uh, to me, when you, when you earn that status and you reach that status, you do kind of earn – this, uh, yeah, this, this double standard discussion. And so while, I, again, I really do believe it is, uh, when you've proven, though, that you can win in a variety of ways, which he has proven. And guess what? Lamar has proven that this year, too. Mm. I ultimately what wasn't able to get to the pinnacle, but Lamar Jackson proved this year that he can win games without having to don that Superman cape that mm. we discussed so much throughout the offseason when we were discussing, wow, there's going to be more playmaking talent and ability around him than ever before. Is he going to be able to uh, spread it around and mm -hmm. spread the burden, as, as one of our subscribers said earlier on in the season? Check box on that for sure. Going to have to do it in a, in a deeper into the playoffs in the future. But uh, to me, Patrick has, has earned the right uh, to live within a double standard world, I guess. How about you? Yeah, no, I agree. It's without a doubt a double standard. I mean, uh, take Lamar Jackson out of the equation, who obviously we're all – always rooting for and cheering for, and we're always, we're always having his back. But I mean, take Brock Purdy, right? I mean, it's just like, nobody wants to give him credit because he has so many other weapons around him. And so Patrick Mahomes in this game was like, I'm going to let the defense, I'm going to put up two, two uh, drives early, and then I'm going to yeah. let the defense do everything else. Right. And so you don't come out from, from watching Brock Purdy and then, you know, and then hearing everybody say, Oh, the brilliance Oh, the mature, you know, it's just it's so thick. Yeah. So uh, you don't hear that. And so so it's not only a double standard for Mahomes versus Lamar, because when Lamar puts up less than 300 or one touchdown and then ends up, you know, he usually rushes for a, a bit more than that. It's always like, oh, he's being carried by his defense or oh. he's a running back, right? Or, or all those yeah. types of things. And so 1,000%, there's a double standard. But to your point, 
we would be lying to ourselves if we thought that the number, the six AFC championship appearances and how many appearances to the Super Bowl, what is this, like four? I think this is his fourth. Four or five. Uh, four or five, and he has two Super Bowl rings. So when you just keep going there, style doesn't matter, right? And so, and I think that's what so many Ravens fans are so upset about, that it's like, style points are nice. Let's get them during the regular season. That helps you win MVPs, all that kind of stuff. But then when it gets to the postseason, the only thing that matters is the W. And I think we can all agree the Ravens did not take what was given to them or didn't take advantage of it and didn't look like themselves. And so that, that is, I think, so I, yes, it's a double standard, but yes, there's a hard truth in there. When, what was the stat we pulled up last week? How many yards per pass did he have? Something crazy, like in the, around five, you know, and it was the least amount of, of any quarterback there. And so that is the point. Don't turn the ball over, take what the defense gives and who cares about style points? And then, you know what? You start to earn the double standard yourself. So it's both a double standard and a hard truth, I think, wrapped up in one, which is why I wanted to pull that quote. Yeah, by the way, like this doesn't, this isn't just Patrick's world either, right? Like when you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you've been what you've been now for years running, there's other areas too that you start to get the benefit of the doubt. And perhaps one of those areas was put on the spotlight this week. You see Adafe Owe reposted something that began with Nick Bosa's press conference, pass rusher for the 49ers, he was asked about the offensive line in Kansas City that, of course, he's going to be going up against in Super Bowl 58. And what did he say, Sarah? He said, they hold a lot. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. what he said. You, you want some bulletin board material, Sarah, going into that game? Nick Bosa, one of the star pass rushers in this league, says you hold a lot. Well, guess who agrees? Adafe Owe, he put up a photo of him getting held this past weekend in Baltimore two weekends ago by the time you're watching this or listening to this, and he captioned 24-7, 365 with, with him being unable to get to Mahomes because of a hold there. So uh, yeah. that, that was a big topic of conversation between the two teams that are going to be competing this upcoming weekend. Yeah, Odafe left. I don't know if you can be fined in the offseason because you're not supposed to criticize the refs, <laughs> but essentially that's what he's doing here, saying that KC uh, gets, gets favorable calls. And listen, um, I've had a lot of Chiefs fans reply to me on Twitter, and they show calls that uh, should have been called against the Ravens. I think the... The biggest one that they point out is um, Justice Hill uh, pretty much tripped Chris Jones uh, yeah. in the end zone. Now, I still don't think that that means it was an automatic safety. I think Lamar was already moving before Chris Jones was getting through and, and would have been able to throw it away. So, uh, But there was that, and um, there was like a, a, a correct call. It was a correct call, but one that didn't really affect the play, and then it took back, took back one of their touchdowns. So, like, it, it's not to say that the referees um, didn't miss some calls that would have gone against the Ravens, but 1,000% when you take it all together, I feel like the Chiefs got the benefit of the doubt much more than the Ravens did. And Odafe is making that very clear here. He is not, not happy. But speaking of Odafe, that game aside, PFF, based off of their grading, put together um, – a tweet that talks about the most improved player for each AFC North team. I'm assuming they did it for other divisions too. And Odafe Owe was the most improved on, on the Ravens uh, squad. And Yuri, who I think you've had on your personal channel, um, 
he, he pointed out that OA missed a month of football and still had five sacks and 50 pressures. So, you know, uh, hopefully he has a PQ type of year because he does just keep getting better. Yeah, this is an important one upcoming for him. This was an important one this year. Uh, but for him to put forth that with, again, like you already said, dealing with some, some, you know, some availability issues there, that's, that's a good step forward for him. All right, let's get on to the Pro Bowl again. I, it's funny talking about it because I think the majority of, of this fan base uh, did not plan on tuning in to this game or having to tune in to this game to see their in. players. <laughs> yeah, or maybe just still didn't do, tune in. Yeah, but, but for what it's worth, there were seven members of the Ravens representing the group, representing the club at this year's Pro Bowl, the annual Camping World Stadium down there in, in Orlando, Florida. And, and this the event itself has changed a lot. It's, it's mostly just fun competition at this point rather than actual gameplay. Uh, but Kevin Zeitler, of course, was at, is at his first – was at his first, uh, Justin Tucker, Kyle Hamilton, Patrick Queen, Justin Matabike, Roquan, and Tyler Linderbaum were the seven there. They're all hanging out together. Uh, you know, obviously, probably the last time PQ is going to be pictured in a Ravens uniform, right? That's the first thing that comes to mind when I see this photo, but uh, good well, to I see Zeitler there. Lamar clearly is not there, even though he was voted into the Pro Bowl yes. and he, he opted not to participate. I've seen some fans super upset about that. Uh, I don't care. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't care. It's kind of like uh, unless you have a new offense, it's kind of like um, uh, voluntary workouts. Like I, I don't care. Like I, I just don't care. I don't know. I'm sure they'd love to see. Lamar. I mean, from a content standpoint, we would love to have Lamar there. Like it's always fun. Whenever there's a camera in front of Lamar, like we all, we all want to see it. But um, I don't know. But I don't care. I don't care. Like he clearly doesn't care about the Pro Bowl. I'm, I'm curious what he's gonna do when he wins MVP. If he's going to be there for that, you know, yeah. I, he'll probably get a lot of pressure from that. But I don't care. He wanted to be in the Super Bowl, not the Pro Bowl. I don't <laughs> care that he's not there. But, you know, whatever. What happened here with a Cleveland Brown? Did, did, did somebody, like, try and yeah. get in their photo? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's joke there, right? Number six, inside linebacker for uh, <laughs> for the Browns. Oh, 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 Wosu Koromo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, they're trying to take a picture with just our pro bowlers and he goes and photo bombs it. And then Hamilton's pushing him out. But a lot of people are pointing out like he, <laughs> his hand placement there on his backside is kind of hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. There, there was plenty of content coming out from this. Ray Lewis was one of the coaches and I grabbed a couple different clips. of the head coach. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, cause the Mannings were going up against each other in, in other competitions, but in the actual yeah. flag football Ray was coaching the AFC squad, and, right. and so here he is. You, you literally would have thought that, like a Lombardi Trophy was on the line, based on how on top of the <laughs> officiating he was, and specifically he was not happy about his pass rushers being unable to get to the quarterback. Watch this. Yes, you can. If you cannot fake blitz, then you're a statue. We're not out here to be statues. We got to let these guys play the game. If these quarterbacks knows what we're in, they they can complete every pass. What do you mean you can't face? That's five zone up. I said what I said. <laughs> See, win. See, they, they, so they have to be behind seven yards from the line of scrimmage. Oh man. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring. The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bobby, I, I like it. <laughs> I, listen, when you're a competitor, it doesn't matter if it's the Super Bowl or the Pro Bowl. And I'll just I'll just tell myself right now, one of the basketball teams that I coach is my 11-year-old daughter. And you better believe that, like, my competitive juices come in when these 11 – I laid into a ref this weekend when he took away a shot really? from my daughter. She was – she. this is hard for these little girls to pass out, right? And and she shot from far out with somebody in her face, and he called a travel. I've seen LeBron James get more, more like leeway than she did. And I laid into the ref, and like afterwards, I'm like, this is 11 year old girls, like not that big of a deal. But then Ray, Ray is right here, and I'm like, listen, when you're a competitor, you're a competitor. That'll full, that'll full, fully empower you to do that again. That's for sure. <laughs> here they are, right? Just like side hustle refereeing, and you're giving it to them out of by principle. I love it. <laughs> No, but uh, I, thought, I thought this was hilarious. So obviously raised with those with the inside linebackers quite a bit. And then I liked it when he was mic'd up, Roquan. Um, this is courtesy of Ravens Productions. Uh he was signing this little kid's ball and, and this was a funny exchange. Oh, I appreciate it. You're the best hitter. I appreciate it, bro. You're better than Ray Lewis. No, Ray, raise the goat, raise the goat, raise the goat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> bro, Quan's not taking that. He's like, I'm not trying to one up right here. Let's give it to him. Heck no, heck no. So again, those those were the seven. Lamar did not participate, like you said. Uh, Kyle Hamilton came up with a late game interception in flag football. Uh, the came AFC did it. Uh, yep, did yep. all did ultimately lose. The AFC came up a little short to the NFC, 64 to 59. Justin Tucker won the uh, kick tack toe, if you will, for the AFC side of things. So some good long distance pinpoint accuracy as you'd expect from him uh but again i think most people kind of felt like this this event has has lost its luster a little bit when it comes to the competition side of things it's fun it shows it's fun it's not competitive it can be competitive obviously ray thinks it's competitive but uh but anyway so that was your pro bowl weekend in orlando at a glance let's get to some of the coaching news just related to what's going on over the weekend aaron wilson nfl reporter said that uh uh, newest defensive coordinator in Baltimore here who was promoted, of course, Zach Orr, who, by the way, his introductory press conference is coming up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He had options um, had he not been promoted. He had an offer from Green Bay to be their defensive coordinator, but opted to remain in Baltimore. So that's that's according to Aaron Wilson, Sarah. He, the guy was highly sought after, much like the rest of the staff on the defensive side of the ball under it, Harbaugh. It just shows you why Harbaugh went with it. Just like Mike McDonald was high, highly sought after. It was like, I do love that. I do love coaching-wise. And like John has been able to put together some amazing coaching staffs, and he's not wasting time. He goes after the young guy. Other people wanted him, but John got him. Yeah, he's got more work to do, too. We're going to get to that in yes, a second. Here. But first, the Chargers are expected to hire – 
Greg Roman, former Baltimore offensive coordinator. And it's according to Rappaport here, it's supposed to be a, a prominent spot on the staff. Could that be OC? We'll see. We'll have to see. But uh, he's going to get a shot here after a couple years, uh, really only, only a year out of the NFL, Sarah. Yeah, so I, I wonder what the prominent spot is going to be. I, I've mentioned it before. Jim Harbaugh has had uh, two play callers in the past. One wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice, actually, if the Ravens had that? Because if they decide to forget about either <laughs> passing or running, hey. you have two coaches are like, "Hey, friendly reminder, call in here." <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jim might be onto something. Let's get a run game coordinator, and then that way the the, the run game can't get lost. Hopefully, <laughs> but. Yeah, he's had two. Jim's had two play callers in the past: one for passing plays, one for running plays. And I wonder if uh, Greg could be a, an offensive coordinator, but doesn't necessarily mean he's a play caller. So we'll we'll keep on touch of that. But I will say I'm happy for Greg. I don't think yeah. he needs to be banished from coaching ever again. He's clearly a brilliant mind when it comes to the run game. I think he belongs in the NFL. Uh, he would have to prove that he can also marry that with the passing game. He hasn't proved that yet. And I I think in many of his coaching stops. But that doesn't mean he can't coach at all. Personnel is going to be big for him out there, and he's going to have a chance to do it with a really uber talented quarterback too. Who I don't, I think a lot of people feel like there's a lot of untapped potential with Justin Herbert. So we'll see how Jim Harbaugh's staff gets finalized. John's is far from it, like I referenced a second ago, and this was interesting because based on the comments that he made during his end of season press conference, he maybe felt like. Anthony Weaver was going to be back to serve as the assistant head coach for another year, also the coach of the defensive line. Instead, John will be looking for somebody to fill both of those roles in Baltimore because Anthony's heading to Miami to succeed Vic Fangio as the Dolphins' newest defensive coordinator. So again, this is one of a handful of openings now that John has on the defensive staff alone. Yeah, and that either John like got caught up in the moment and maybe got ahead of himself because he certainly made it seem like he felt like Weaver was going to be back. Uh, so whether he did that or Weaver was considering staying, I don't know. But that does end up having three coaches, which we anticipated, yeah. uh, leaving the Ravens because we knew that they had a lot of defensive coordinators on their staff. Here it is. He needs a defensive line coach to replace Anthony Weaver, like we mentioned. A defensive backs coach to replace Denard Wilson. An inside linebackers coach to replace Zach Orr, and he's going to need an assistant offensive line coach to replace Mike Devlin, who went to Jim as well in L.A., and it looks like an assistant special teams coach, T.J. Weist, will not be back. So that's according to Jeff Zarebeck. Lots of hiring to do. It's going to be a busy few weeks, I'm sure, as he kind of assembles his 2024 staff. And before I share some Mike McDonald content, you have to go, correct? Uh, I got I – got, I, let me – I'll give you through Mike McDonald. I'll I'll duck out before quick hits. All right. Courtesy of 105.7 The Fan, Mike Mack signing off from Baltimore once more. Yeah, we we had a kind of, we talked with the guys. So fortunate that we could have our kind of debrief session with, with the with the guys after the season before uh, we you know we took off. But um, I think we're going to remember the relationships and and just the process of what went through. I mean, there's a lot of special guys in that room, and there's a lot of guys that are coming back. And there's a lot of guys that earn themselves a, a great opportunity to go, you know, take care of their family and and um, and go make some money. So um, it's just it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that the nature of this business is you're not going to, you know, teams like that. You're just um, it's a, we're not going to be together anymore, and that's okay. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna walk together forever in that experience, and I'm sure we'll uh, have a lot of conversations down the line when we can laugh and think about what happened throughout the season and be proud of what we did. Mike Mack. 
He's yeah. so well spoken, man. He, he, he is <laughs> happy well, for he, him. Yeah, very happy for him. He's uh, he's spoken more now since he's left as a head coach in like a week than I feel <laughs> yeah. like he said all year as the defensive coordinator giving media nothing, yeah. which I'm sure John Harbaugh loved um, yeah. and then the rest of the team. But he said it's the nature of the business. Yep. So like I, I just would put out there to always remember that and get yourself ready for that because the NFL, no team stays together forever. So what you always have to do is just have backup plans ready to go. You have it ready and you're constantly developing because you cannot hold on to a good thing for more than a year in the NFL. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I personally haven't had any meltdown since he's left. I've been preparing yeah. for it. And if Zach or does the same thing and has phenomenal success and you're gonna have to say good, Goodbye to him, probably, right? You just yeah. constantly have to be developing people. That's what your mindset has to be. And so. life in the NFL stops for nobody. He's already hired an assistant head coach in Leslie Frazier, a yeah. very respected guy, former Bills defensive coordinator. So you can only imagine how hectic it's been for him. He hasn't even had a chance to take a breath between the interviews, between yep. traveling out to Seattle. He and his wife, I'm sure, are getting settled in there. So it's it's quite something. It is. It is. So on that note, I will dip out Yep. and uh, appreciate you finishing up. Hey, Vegas is right around the corner, my friend. I can't wait to see you out there. It'll be a blast. Talk appreciate to you tomorrow. You. Yep. Okay. I'll see you. So just finished up this episode. A uh, few different things to talk about here. Nelson Aguilar, who we know is, is, is his future in Baltimore is uncertain right now. He, um, he said he kept it real. I miss my teammates. Still doesn't feel real. He posted that on Instagram over the weekend. And I think obviously echoes probably how a lot of you feel, right? I mean, we're taping this on February 4th and it's only it's only been a week since this started to kind of all set in uh, reality-wise. He's somebody that I think they would be wise to bring back, uh, really. Uh, he, he really proved to be a kind of a, a staple for them this year, not necessarily with numbers that popped off at you, but somebody who you could rely on, somebody who was a glue guy in the locker room, uh, whether it was due to his, his South Florida background or just the way that he kind of fit seamlessly he got a Super Bowl title under his belt in the past and so I, I could definitely see I'm not asking him to be like a wide receiver one or wide receiver two in Baltimore but he's just one of those depth guys that I think uh, you can make a case would, would be beneficial to Lamar and beneficial to this offense to have back uh, coming up in 2024 and then how about this Former Raven, Ryan Jensen, officially announced his retirement on Instagram. Heck of a run. I think we all remember him fondly for his protection and loyalty to Joe Flacco. But here he is. With any chapter in the book of life, there's always an ending. The NFL chapter of my life is coming to a close. As this chapter closes and I reflect on every aspect of my career, it makes me proud. In the hard time and good, I'm sorry, in the hard times and good, there is always something special to learn. Retiring from the game you have loved from a very young age is always hard. I'm excited for this next chapter and the new opportunities and challenges it will bring. I tell you, that guy is beloved in this city and beloved across the NFL. Uh, he really, really had one heck of a career. Somebody who I know the Ravens view as extremely just in 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 high, high regard. So, Congratulations to Baltimore's former sixth-round pick. Uh, he's officially turning his page into the next chapter of his life. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm a big favorite of him as well. Tremendous NFL career over 11 years and counting. So congratulations 
to Ryan Jensen. So as I mentioned, Sarah and I are going to be out in Vegas this week covering Super Bowl 58 and the happenings leading up to the big game. We're going to be on Radio Row Wednesday through Friday. Hopefully there's going to be plenty of content. As we've said, if you're in the Vegas area and maybe you're a listener of ours, uh, let us know. Our DMs are open. You can email us at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. There's going to be different ways to potentially meet up. And I know that we're both looking forward to kind of getting this different experience in from a coverage standpoint as we start to turn a page towards offseason content and and free agency and and draft, all that stuff that's coming up. So appreciate you guys for dropping by. As always, please consider subscribing to The Vault if you haven't already and liking this specific video if you enjoyed this piece of content. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.